Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football at yourtexasfootball.com. I'm the Tep Greg Tepper. I'm a very sad Matt Step. This is the last episode of Tep and Step for 2021. The 2021 season. The last day of the high school football season. Yeah, the last day kind of sucks, but uh, at least we go it's, out like this. It's very sad happy. It it's is. Gordon Keith in the ticket says, very it's sad happy. Very sad happy. Um, okay. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. All right. Because I think, obviously, a lot of people didn't go to the state championship games last year. Mm-hmm. So it's been at least two years since we've done this. I want to get the Matt Step state championship triple header survival guide because i think a lot of people who are listening to this mm-hmm. are going to go out there and be like hey you know what all day friday or all day saturday i'm going to go out there and i'm going to spend all three ga- i'm going to watch all three games because you buy one ticket you get all in for all three games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a great value but not not everybody's built for that no get, they ain't about you, that life yeah they ain't about that life you're built for that that's yeah. that is your life you are you were not born in this you were born in this darkness I molded was. by it i was uh, forged in the fires of quadruple headers. You sure were. <laughs> remember, the, remember the four day on <laughs> the quad headers? Okay. Thank you, UIL. Thank you very much, UIL. Because back in an energy stadium in 2015. Even before that, we had a couple. We had a couple of AT&T right, quads. Right. We had yeah. some quads. But the quad at NRG was the. Oh, God. Yeah. They tried to fit 10 games in three days. Yeah. And just the math doesn't work. And the UIL said. Nah, we can't do this anymore. We got to figure it out, and they have perfected it. This is the perfect. This is the per- this is the almost perfect schedule. You just got to flip D one, D two. When when Wascom played Franklin and NRG in twenty fifteen, oh it, and it kicked off at like ten fifteen, we were all just dead tired after seeing three blowouts before that. And oh like, god, oh. because that was Canadian murdering Refurio, Bremond Albany, Bremond Albany. So it was a Rashad Paul show. Brock it was and Yo. It was Brock and Yo with, with that that with terrible Tryon, that, Tryon Smith broke his leg. Yeah, yeah. The, the terrible injury there, and then. It's Franklin Wascom. Two fun teams that normally I would enjoy watching, but at that point I was like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Or go to our hotel room. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, give people some advice on how to survive a triple header of Texas high school football state championship games. Number one. Number one. Eat a big breakfast. Eat a massive breakfast. Go, if you can find an all-you-can-eat breakfast place, go there. If not, go to um, Waffle House. Waffle House, if you want to sponsor Tep and Step. Go to IHOP. Yeah, go to any of those places that serve a big, bre- big hearty breakfast. Load up. That way you're not hungry for a while. You can make it to at least the end of the first game. Oh, without easy. Any, you know yeah. what I mean? Number two, if you can bring an empty water bottle, bring an empty... I think you can bring a water I bottle in I think you can. They have water bottle. Water bo- they have water filling stations stationed around the stadium. So you don't have to buy a drink. Mm-hmm. You bring your water bottle. You fill up your water. You're good. Yeah, you have. You get a little dry mouth. You get a little little thirsty. You mm-hmm. got water. You got water. Faux free. Mm-hmm. Faux free. What about value here? Yes. Um, I say uh, don't sit where the team. So so the the seats between the twenties on the first level. Be a be a good human. If you're, if you're a neutral, we should say. Yeah. If you're a neutral, be a good human. Don't sit there. Lower bowl between the twenties. Don't sit there. Yeah. That's for the teams. That's for the. The communities is for the families of the teams playing. Now, if you're affiliated with one of those teams, by all means, go sit there. But if you're neutral, I'll throw this out there. Okay, I think the second deck is, uh, which is like the, that's the deck you walk into. I should yes. say the second deck. 
I think that's free reign. I think you can yeah. sit wherever you want there. Yeah, second deck's fair game. Yeah. First deck, though, leave that first deck between, between the 20s, 20s. Leave that for the, for the teams. Um, so find, but other than that, if you're neutral, find you a good seat. Where, you know, as the, game, as the crowds get bigger, they open up more and more seating. So pick your seat, hang out. I would, I would station my seat close to a restroom. Mm-hmm. That way I can miss as little of the game as possible when I got to go if, take a potty break. If you want to hang out with high school football coaches, sit in the end zones. Yes, the end zones are open. You want to talk, talk to coaches, the coaches sit in the end zones. Coaches, that is, it's, it's, it's wired in their brain. They're mm-hmm. used to watching the end zone the yeah. end zone footage from their camera. Yes, that's what they want to do. Yeah. Um, and then if you are going to buy food at AT&T, the number one value is not Super Bowl nachos. We'll get to that. The number one value is the Philly cheesesteak. The AT&T Stadium Philly cheesesteak is elite. Ooh, and it is it. a hearty meal. Elite. Now, they don't always they usually don't start selling it till Friday or Saturday, so like thir- Wednesday Thursday you might not be, might not be able to get it cuz the mm-hmm. crowds are a little smaller. So, if they're not selling that get the nachos. Get you this I don't, I don't think they're hashtag called hashtag SBN. I don't think they're called Super Bowl not They were called Super Bowl not So the Super Bowl nacho tradition came from t- Texas Stadium. Uh-huh. They were called Super Bowl nachos at Texas Stadium. It's the same nachos. I can't remember what they're call, what they call like the gr- nachos grande or something. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, they call them something different now. They're the Super Bowl nachos. Yeah. And it is just massive. And I and pickle is hard to she's a hard girl to impress. She is. Shout out to her 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 significant other. I don't know how he did it. She's a hard girl to impress. Uh, I impressed her the first time she watched me eat some hashtag SBN because I went down and got my order of SBN in the in the, in the press box. For those of you don't know, we do have a concession area. Your extra jalapenos light chili, uh, extra pico, extra jalapenos light chili. Got it. Yeah, uh, normal amount of cheese. And I, she saw it. It's it's the density is impressive. Like it's a. <laughs> It's a dense. You've seen it. It's a dense meal. Like it's a it's a, it's a meal cube. Yeah, it's, it's a, a cube. Of, it's a cube of, of nachos. nachos. <laughs> it's a lot. And I think I polished them off. And like I was hungry too. I think I polished them off. And like you know, before the end of the first quarter. And she looks down and she's like, "Steph, how are those nachos doing?" And she goes, "Holy yes!" You know, in, in a very pickle way because I I polished them all off. So I only do one order of SBN per weekend because I don't think my stomach in my old age can handle more than one order. I think that's true. When I was a young young reporter and I was a young cub reporter, um, hanging out in the press box, I could probably polish off one per day. But now it's like one per weekend. So I usually save it for Saturday. There's a chance we go live on Twitter uh, Saturday evening before I grab SBN and broadcast it to the world I, I did it last year and it was a smashing success on social media so maybe maybe we'll save it for the vlog i don't know we'll see so there it is the survival guide yes. to the state championships if you're going to come out and join us at at&t stadium and um let's see will wilkerson will be there and will loves surprise hugs so yes just, just him. Just, if you can get on the field and say hi to him exactly he'll, be, right. he'll he'll be the the he will will will's like a ninja he can sneak around and no one knows where he's at he just he's and he's like six foot five this is your Saturday. That's why Hardy and married her. It's like because he's you know he's sneaky. Yeah, yeah. She needs that because she is not sneaky. She's anything but sneaky. She's not. She is. Yeah. One of them is uh, very one discreet, is, and one of them is not. <laughs> this is your, Love you, your Saturday preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Three more games to go, Matthew, and we are going to kick it off with maybe the most anticipated game of the week. I'm not saying the best. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the most anticipated game of the week. As 11 a.m. Saturday morning at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, it will be the 13-2 and Liberty Hill Panthers taking on the 13-1 and South Oak Cliff Bears. 
Well, okay. The Golden Bears. The Golden Bears. Let's start with Liberty Hill, because a lot of the conversation about this game has been about the other team, Mm -hmm. and I think they are not getting their due. And let's start with them. Mm -hmm. This is a really good ball club. Yeah. Kent Walker took over for his late brother, Jeff, and I got to be honest, man, it's the same old machine, and that is a huge compliment to Kent Walker. Can you believe that Liberty Hill was actually going to interview outside candidates for that job? How could you? What were you thinking? What were you thinking? The... The hire was right there, and thankfully they got came to their senses and hired Kent Walker officially. Um, you know, it didn't start well for Liberty Hill. Though. They, no. they they opened up a season with a loss to Colleen Ellison, and they lost to LBJ. They had their struggles early, but that that young team has gotten it together. They they've they've grown as the year has gone along, and they're running the slot team now at, at maximum efficiency. They have they've grown up in a big big way. They average nearly four hundred yards per game on the ground. Noah Long, Joe Pitchford, and remember, this is a super young team. Mm-hmm. They had a lot. They lost a ton. They got wiped by graduation. But they found a way to to grow as the season went on, yeah. and they're playing, maybe playing their best football right now. They're playing very well right now. Oh yeah! Last week against against Crosby, Crosby Crosby made some mistakes, but but give Liberty Hill credit, they capitalized. And they on those forced mistakes. those mistakes. Yeah. So um, credit to them. They're they're playing their best football of the year, and. They're going to need it this week against Sock. Their defense, led by Andon Thomas, uh, has been excellent. Okay. Here's South Oak Cliff. South Oak Cliff is the first Dallas ISD team since 2004 to play for a state championship. Mm-hmm. They have not won a state championship officially since officially. 1958. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, and and I don't, let me see if, you, I, I mentioned this on my picks video, and so maybe you know where I'm going with this, but we live in, Dallas, within the greater DFW area. Mm-hmm. Um, we office in Louisville. Um, I cannot remember a high school football team capturing the buzz in Dallas quite like South Oak Cliff is doing right now. No. They're the Dallas's la- team. The last time I remember it was when Kyler was cooking for Allen. Yeah. That's the last time there was a team that everyone was talking about. Because everyone here is usually talking about the Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the Cowboys are, well, they're not in. They are good this year. They're, 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 they have a good record. Yeah, they have a good record. Um, they're going to go to the playoffs. But like in the same way that I mean, this feels like. I'll be honest. This feels like when Longview came to town. That's what it feels like. Yeah, the, like, the momentum and the, the train, the buzz. And South Oak Cliff is not here by accident. They have earned their way here. And everywhere you look about about this team, they are they are star studded. Yes, this team is star studded. Uh, whether it's their quarterback, uh, you know uh, Kevin Henry Jennings, who's been so good, Quaylen Farrar, Randy Reese, Kyron Chambers, DeAndre Hollywood. This team yeah. is loaded. There are D one guys all over the place. They are absolutely loaded. Wild man, Jamari Colley, one of the best nicknames in the state, and Wild Man. And they got Big Bubba on the offensive line, six foot five, three fifty. This is a this is a team that that has it all. They are loaded. And I'll tell you what they got is speed. Yeah. This team is fast. They're a track team. And give a lot of credit to Jason Todd, uh, the head coach there. Who, it's not all talent. Their schemes no. are sound on both sides of the ball, and they execute at a high level. They absolutely do. They don't make mistakes. They don't get a lot of penalties. They play clean football. Marcus Shavers from McKinney told us this, that Jason Todd took over the offensive line coaching a couple of years ago because he was looking around. That's what was getting a beat. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right. 
I'm going to be the guy who coaches the offensive line. And their offensive line is a an asset in this yeah. game, in, or in, in every game they play. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about the, the schematics of this. Liberty Hill is going to run the slot T. And the slot T is extremely... It is a pain in the ass to deal with. It's the devil. Slot the T devil. is the devil. Like, we say that all the time. And, and like, the Slot T Mafia, I think they love it. Of course they do. They love that we yeah. are just like, God, it's the devil. Because when you play it, it is such a chore to game plan for. Mm-hmm. And South Oak Cliff ain't play the Slot T. No, there, there's no Slot T teams in Dallas ISD. No, there's not. And so... And, no, and especially no one that runs it... At the efficiency at Liberty Hill runs it. If you are talking about the team... They're the masters. Like, if you are talking about the advantage that Liberty Hill has in this game, it is schematic. It is the fact that they run an offense that is a hieroglyph, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are asking a team in one week to figure out how to decipher it. Yeah. That is the big advantage for Liberty Hill. For South Oak Cliff, the advantage for them is that they are the faster team. They're the faster team at every position. They're the faster team, and, and they're the bigger team. They're more. They, yes. they have every physical advantage on Liberty Hill. They absolutely do. And so, a lot of this, plain and simple, comes down to whether or not South Oak Cliff can, can diagnose the slot T. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the whole ballgame. If they can diagnose the slot T, they're going to win a state championship. If they can't, Liberty Hill can. And Liberty Hill, don't, like, don't get me wrong, South Oak Cliff has all these weapons. But Liberty Hill getting a shootout with you. You want to go? Yeah, they can. They yeah. can go. But they'll also get into a. We'll hold the ball for sixteen plays Correct. and just not give it up to you. So, I think the key for South Oak. So South Oak. I know South Oak Cliff's defensive staff has been calling. They've been reaching into the Rolodex. Yeah. Anybody who's played against a slot T or knows a slot T, they've been calling, trying to just get little tidbits here and there. Now South Oak Cliff's played teams that run similar offenses where you have to be disciplined, play your big They play some wing tees. Yeah, Burleson Centennial, Midlothian, um, Frisco to a lesser extent still. They played some of those type of teams where you have there's some of the same principles are in play, but the slot T is a little bit different. The the biggest key for South Oak Cliff is going to be staying gap sound on defense, being disciplined and not getting upfield. When you get upfield against a slot T, they will trap your ass yes. and go 80. Yeah. You have got to stay patient, slow play it a little bit, keep the play in front of you, and diagnose who has the football because they do such a good job of hiding. And you can't try to adjust because Liberty Hill breaks the huddle, one count, snap the football. Yeah. You, you, once you're lined up, you got to go with what you got. You can't try to line up. you got to read your keys quickly. And Liberty Hill makes that a challenge because they snap the ball so quickly. So uh, the, the key for South Oak Cliff is reading the keys, and you can't read the guards. You can't read the line. It's all all crap reads. Yeah, it's all crap reads. They're all, all so, lie to you. Diagnosing and finding the football. Okay. I, it, winning on first down. South Oak Cliff can win on first down, put Liberty Hill in some long down and distances. Because Liberty Hill, eventually they're going to want to – they don't want to – they're going to try to break big plays. But if you can keep them in third and six, third and five even – Third and eight's great. You keep them in those long down and distances, and I think jumping on Liberty Hill. South Oak Cliff has gotten off to fast starts uh, in every playoff game. Twenty-one nothing against Everman. Um, they got off to a fast start against Frisco. I think twenty-one to three against Frisco. They led Alito twenty-seven fourteen at the half. Thirty-five nothing on Lovejoy. They got up on Lubbock Cooper twenty-eight three at half. They've gotten off fast starts. If they get off to a fast start against Liberty Hill. It's church because Liberty Hill doesn't want to play from behind. The other thing about this, and that that belies my final point about this. Let's talk about the scene. Mm-hmm. Y'all. It's going to be wild. Sock's going to bring a crowd. And I say sock, I don't mean sock. I mean Dallas, mm-hmm. okay? This is the city of Dallas that finally has a high school football team that they can all rally to. And they are all going to show up. 
I, I hesitate to make a prediction, but between the South Oak Cliff crowd, which is going to be mammoth, guys. Mm-hmm. Liberty Hill ain't no stranger to traveling, too. Liberty Hill travels well. They'll bring a good crowd. And the early comers for the 3 o'clock game, which we'll get to. We could have a number that starts with 5. I think possible. We, I think we could do it. Yeah. I think we could be in the 50s. Yeah, because, and, and that's the other thing about this. South of Cliff returned the opening kickoff against Lubbock Cooper there at, at uh, in Abilene, mm-hmm. and it was over from there. If South Oak Cliff hits a big play early, that is a powder keg sitting there in Arlington, mm-hmm. and it will the roof will come off that mm-hmm. place, and that becomes the toughest road game Liberty Hill's ever played in a moment. Absolutely. So a lot of this comes down to Liberty Hill, like weathering that storm. Yeah. And look, long sustained drives do that. You mm-hmm. take the you, you take the will take out. the starch out of, the, out of the out of the crowd a little bit. That's exactly yeah. right. I think this game is fascinating. I think Sox going to do it. Yeah, they're, they're the favorite, and for I think good reason. I think they're I think they're going to do it. I think they can. I think they can bring it home. Liberty Hill's got a path. Liberty Hill's not lunch meat at all. Mm-mm. But there's there's a little team of destiny in South Oak Cliff right now. I'm getting that feel, and. What a, it is going to be a zoo, guys. <laughs> get there early. If you're going to get out there, it is going to be a – it really does remind me of Longview. Yeah. Like that crowd. It's going to be fun. Wouldn't surprise me if the field got rushed after the game. <laughs> they rushed the field in Abilene. <laughs> Sox student section got on the field. They, 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 I mean, it's, it, it, there's going to be a huge crowd. It could be one of those games. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Going to be a lot of fun, and Liberty Hill is a multiple-time state champion, and they are th- those kids are tough as nails, mm-hmm. and they are not going to be intimidated by the moment. The moment no. will not be too big for them. That's what makes this game so much fun. It's going on. That's how we kick it off there on Saturday. Go. Let's move to 3 p.m. It's the granddaddy. It's 6A Division One, and would you look at that? <laughs> <laughs> These guys again. It is the 13 and 1 Duncanville Panthers against the 14 and 1 Galena Park North Shore Mustangs and what I think is so interesting about this third installment of the trilogy is I think there has been for both teams substantively less buzz than there was in 2018 mm-hmm. and 2019. Oh, for sure. Um, now, part of it is they both took a loss. Mm-hmm. A North Shore lost to Spring Westfield. Duncanville got punted in the sun by modern day. Mm-hmm. Part of it's that. Part of it is that there's other teams that have really sucked up the oxygen in the room in um, in West 6A. Lake. Westlake. Mm-hmm. South Lake Carroll to a certain extent. Denton Geyer to a certain extent. Uh, Atascacita was the real hot team for mm-hmm. a long time, mm-hmm. right? These two teams, and I think the other, th- the other part about it, and especially on the Duncanville side... I think people looked at District 11 6A, and they go, mm, well, Cedar Hill's not as good. Mm-hmm. How good is DeSoto? Um, and they thought, okay, well, maybe they're just not as good. Well, here they are, about to, play, about to play for a state championship, tee it up for the third time in four years, and a lot of those same things we said three years ago and, and four years, three years ago, and two years ago, hold true. These two teams are going to kick the dog out of each other. This is going to be first one to ten wins. This is going to be gladiatorial type first stuff. one to ten. wins. I don't know if I'm going on quite that far, but these defenses are the real freaking deal. These man. defenses are out of control, and I'll also say I have some questions about both offenses. Yeah, I mean it's ironic. North Shore is the one. So two years ago, 
Duncanville started a freshman against North Shore. Now, he was a freshman who hadn't played much all year. A little different for North Shore this year. They are North Shore is starting a freshman in Kaylee Bailey at quarterback, but Bailey's played most of the year. So in essence, he's a freshman, but he's got a lot of he's got fifteen games of experience under his belt now. So not quite the thing, but playing a freshman against that ferocious Duncanville defensive front is going to be a chore. For Duncanville, I think quarterback Solomon James is coming off his best game as a Panther last week. He was South excellent. Carroll. He was 12 of 12 for 165 yards and three touchdowns. And that's all, by the way, you, you hear that. You go, he threw the ball 12 times and he only threw for 165 yards. That's all they need him mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Manage the game. Don't make mistakes. Be efficient when you do, when you do, when you are, are asked to throw the ball and don't turn the football over. And they've got that, that running back in Malachi Medlock. They've got a big offensive line. But this is a Duncanville team that leans on their defense. This uh, Duncanville defense is nasty. And running the football against them is an absolute chore. Mm-hmm. And North Shore, that's what they rely on. This is not Demetrius Davis and Shadrach Banks North Shore. This is a more grinded out North Shore offense. It's, we've been saying it all year. This is very 2015 North Shore. Yeah. This is running game and defense. Now, I will say this, this might be Coach John Kay's best coaching job. I think that's fair. To get North Shore to this point. But it's different. You know, the, the, the first North Shore Duncanville game in 2018 was a pick 'em game. I mean, I think most people, I think people were slightly into Duncanville, but I picked North Shore to win the game, and North Shore ended up winning. It was a, almost a pick 'em game. Mm-hmm. Twenty nineteen, North Shore was a favorite because of all of the people who weren't there for yes. Duncanville. I think Duncanville comes into this game as the favorite, and so now can Reggie Samples get that final that final notch on his belt as a football co- high school yeah. football coach and get that elusive state championship? Will Duncanville play with pressure, knowing this is this is Coach Samples' as is his best shot to get this a state is, title? I, yeah, I got to be honest. And and look, Dun- Duncanville's a team that reloads, but ask them about last year. These these opportunities don't come around. They don't come around, and it's not given to you. And I think this is his best chance. I think this is his best chance maybe ever. Yeah. Um. So does Duncanville I mean, come out tight? Exactly right. Um. As far as matchups are concerned. Because um, this game, you know, styles make fights. A lot of this comes down to the performance of the freshman quarterback, Caleb Bailey. Mm-hmm. And he's, look, he's not, he's not wet behind the ears. Like, you're, he's played tough games against good opponents, and he's played really well. Yeah, they beat Atascacita twice. Guys, they blew late Travis out last guys, week. Guys, and, 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 and as a freshman, he's, he's the real stinking deal. You'll, yeah. you'll see. But this is an excellent, now, I will say, a lot of this comes down to how he performs under pressure. Mm-hmm. We've said before, there are plays to be made against this Duncanville secondary. This Duncanville secondary is the weaker part of their defense. Mm-hmm. That's that's damning with faint praise because it's like not weak, in a lot of ways because if you're gonna, if you're gonna attack them, that's where you attack. That's where you attack them yeah. because their front seven is so ferocious. It's just that you don't have any time. Now this is a great North Shore offensive line per use. Maybe not as good as it was in 2019. 2018 20, or yeah. But still very good. Can they give him time, and can he make some throws under pressure? Mm-hmm. Can North Shore do anything running the ball? Xavier Owens is an awesome running back, but if he can't run the ball, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then a lot of this comes down to, because we talked a lot about the, the defensive front for Duncanville, North Shore defensive front ain't nothing to play with no, either. No, it's really good. It's outstanding. And can Solomon James, when he's asked to, make the throws? And Yeah. I think Medlock is the is the X factor. He's like a battering ram. He wears people down in the fourth quarter, and I think that's what happens in this game. I think Medlock and the Duncanville offensive line wears North Shore down in the second half, and Duncanville gets it done. I think they do too. 
I think Duncanville wins it. I think, year. I think that I think that they do it. Um, and Reggie Samples, golly, it'll be cool to see him win. It well. would be because for a guy who has had his guts ripped out, yeah. a bunch, yeah. um, it would be very cool for him to get one. But it ain't going to come easy. And you pick against North Shore in a title game at your own peril. They're four zero historically in state title games. Exactly they're right. Unbeaten. Say so they're unbeaten. They know what they're doing. Um, and and even when they have youngsters, you talk about. A, a program that the moment's never too big for them. Uh, no, John K does a great job at that program, and they'll be they'll be ready to go. They're, Duncanville's better be re- Duncanville better have their helmets strapped on tight because North yeah. Shore's coming with that blue collar East Side mentality. They're gonna be ready to and, go, and and it would be one of those things that if if Duncanville comes out flat, North Shore could beat up on fourteen nothing mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It's over, you know, not over, but at that point they'll they'll you're have fighting the uphill lead. at that point exactly right. And, and all of a sudden, does does the lemon booty come out? Now you're down fourteen nothing, and you're trying to win. Coach samples a title. Do you do you start trying to do too much? Mm-hmm. It is a fascinating game to close out what should be, uh, close out a trilogy. Can North or can Duncanville get a little bit of revenge? And by the way, on Valley Sports Southwest, they're going to show you the Hail Mary a million times. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, just a heads up. If you're a Duncanville fan, you're yeah. not at the game. Just up for your yeah. One game left, Matthew. The last game we'll of the Texas High School football out. season. Round it all out, 7 o'clock Saturday night at mm-hmm. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, followed by the Emmy Award-winning high school scoreboard live on Valley Sports Southwest. You're going to close to put a bow in the season. 6A Division Two is the 14-1 Denton-Geyer Wildcats and the 15-0 Austin-Westlake Chaparrales in a game that we probably could have predicted uh, midseason once. Actually, what the, the funny thing, the bigger question was whether or not Westlake goes D1 or D2. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But once it was decided they are going to go D2, I think there was this notion, these are two teams on a collision course. Westlake gets past Katie, then yeah. it's going to be Westlake and Guy. And, and here they are. <laughs> and guess what? Westlake got past Katie last uh, week. Oh, Westlake didn't just get past Katie. Yeah. Westlake handed Katie their, t- their worst playoff loss since... In what? history. In history. Ever. Yeah, yeah it was their worst playoff loss. Um, and I was there, and it was thoroughly impressive. Okay. Let's start, let's start with Geyer. Because, again, much like the Sock uh, and, and, and Liberty Hill game, I think a lot of people are talking about Westlake and not enough people are talking about Geyer. It's a really good Geyer team. And what they did last week against Tomball, first of all, shout out Kevin Flanagan and the Tomball Cougars. Okay, What a run. What a run. Fourth place Tomball. It, it struck midnight on them. In a big way. In a big way. Um, and they were... Uh, everything was working for God. That was, I don't. I would need to pump some truth serum into Rodney Webb. That might be the best game his team has ever played. Best half. Best best half. That first half. Mm. But forty five nothing. But then they had a punt return in the second half. I mean, they were cruising yeah. in this game. Everything was working. Defense looked fantastic, and their defense has been excellent all year long. That Eli, is it Eli Bowen? Peyton? Eli both two, uh, yeah. Eli and Peyton. They're awesome. They're yeah. fantastic back there. Um, their front held up against a, a Tomball team that had been mashing people. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson Arnold was fantastic. They ran the ball well. Grayson Obara, their wide receiver, that Whoa. dude's a player. He will run by you. He is awesome. Yeah. He's very good. Um, if Geyer plays that kind of that first half, and they play like that against Westlake, we'll have a ball game. Because here's the problem. The problem is... As good as Geyer is, and I think they are the second or third best team, depending on your opinion of Katie, in the Division II bracket. Mm-hmm. What in the world do you do with a team like Westlake? <clears throat> They're loaded at every position. Let me ask you a question. And we haven't, you know, as I think people know, this is not scripted. What is the weakest part of Westlake's game? 
secondary. In their secondary, right? It's probably in their secondary. Their secondary. Not, it, it's not bad. It's and a their good secondary team. is, I would say, good. It's just not elite. It's you, good. The problem is, is in order in order to attack the secondary, you got to block those monsters on the defensive line. No, and and by, Tony Zalazar has crafted up a great defense again. Shocking, right? And by the way, remember they graduated what nine guys off that yeah, defense last and year? Just reloaded. They're, they're Colton Vasek and uh, Will Courtney and just the dudes they've got over. They're there. all like six six two forty. I mean, they're just massive. They all look the same, and they're yeah. just monsters up there. Um, that's not, and that's just the defense. Mm-hmm. That's the number one scoring defense in 6A. Okay? Let's talk about the offense, which is the number one scoring offense in 6A. What's the weakness on their offense? They don't have There one. isn't one. That's mm-hmm. the answer. They have a certified blue chip. Five-star quarterback. Five-star quarterback in Kate Klubnick. Clemson commit. They have an unbelievable group of receivers. Yeah, led by Jaden Greyhouse. They have maybe the best offensive line in the state. I, I don't usually question it's the best offensive line in Texas. And the underrated part of that team, dude, their running backs are uh, uh, Kaiser. I forget his first name. Um, Jack, is it Jack Kaiser. Jack, yeah. And uh, Christian Edgar and all these guys they've got. They like they can do it all. Mm-hmm. It's a state championship game, and I feel bad saying this. I don't see a path for Geyer. You're on the premium podcast. You pay for this type yeah. of thing, and I love Rodney Webb, and I hope that he, I hope they win the game, and he rubs this in my face yeah. forever. I am looking at this, yeah, and as and I think Geyer's awesome. That less likes just that good. This is not it's a fait accompli a little bit. This is not. This is not a a, a comment on what I think of Geyer. There's a comment on what I think of West. Does this feel like 2015, Katie? When we just kind of knew <sighs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I will say, if how cool, how full circle would it be if Geyer were to pull it off? Oh, and Jackson Arnold, Jackson Arnold revenge game, baby. Who played as a he? I don't want to say he was scared to death, but he was in out in over his head. A true wet behind the ears freshman. freshman. Going up against that Westlake defense two years ago, after Eli Stowers gets hurt, and he has no prep, and go here you go, freshman. Oh, it's AT and T Stadium, by the way. You're going against Westlake. I've guys. I think you guys know this. I I am somebody. Jackson Arnold's a grown man now. He is a grown man. We saw him at seven on seven, and I remember we were sitting there being like, "Yeah, this dude's good. that's the same guy." Yeah, this dude's a, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I I and it's Todd Dodge's last game. That's another thing. It's Todd Dodge's last high school football game. Guys, I. I don't think Todd Dodge is coming back. I, I don't think he's no. going to be one of those guys who retires. No. I think Todd Dodge is, is done. I think he's done. Um, guys, I like. I'm like you guys know that I'm a thought. I, I try to be thoughtful. I try to think through every measure. There are games that we've talked about that I think there's a clear favorite, and I've told you what the path is to, to for that team for the other team to win. I don't even know where you start with Geyer. You got to hope Westlake turns the ball. That's exactly it. It's got to be. You got to hope for turnovers. They got to. They got to get sloppy with the ball. Um, mm-hmm. You got to force some turnovers. Jump on make them a play on special make teams. Them, make them look. Make them play four quarters. They haven't played four quarters. Bust out an onside kick if you need yeah. to get. I mean, play, play crazy guy in a fight. You got to be crazy guy in a fight here because mm-hmm. I think Westlake is not just a favorite. I think, and this is crazy to say in a six A state championship game. I think they are a prohibitive favorite in this game. Yeah, the computer has Westlake by twenty two. Yeah. In a, in a 6A, 6A yeah. title game. And by the way, they think Geyer's really good. Mm-hmm. Just Westlake's that that far and away above everyone. So 
I'm hoping we get. I'm hoping I'm surprised. I'm hoping I. Am I too. mean, I'll be very pleasantly. I'll be very happy if we get a great game to close out the season. But I, I, if you're putting true serum in me, um, which you did before the show, um, I think this game's going to be a wet fart. And unfortunately, I think the high school football season is going to kind of end with a end with a whimper. Uh, I think I think Westlake's just going to blow. Guy I do, I just think uh, yeah. I think you could put at this point. I think you could put the Cowboys out there, and I might pick Westlake. I mean, they yeah. are that complete. Yeah, that's the difference. So anyway. Hope uh, we're wrong. Hope we're wrong. I would love to be wrong. I want this rubbed in my face forever. Yeah, Guyer, if, Guyer, if you get it done, call us idiots. Call us idiots forever. But I just, I, it's, we'll be it happy feels, to see a good feels like a bit of a mismatch against anybody. It's like, yeah. um, I'd like to see Duncanville. Oh, yeah, be, yeah. I'd like to see, Dun- or North Shore, actually, yeah. or North Shore. But we saw Dun- we saw North Shore last year. And yeah. I think this is a better Westlake team, or as good of a Westlake team. And at least not, as good as Westlake team. Not as good of a North Shore team. Not as good of a North Shore team. But Duncanville, that'd be interesting. Anyway, there it is. There is your state championship preview for Saturday. And that's it. We're done. Yep. It'll We'd be uh, 72 football games. For 72. Yeah. Wow. It'll be like 14 for me. Um, it's more than last 15, year, though. 15, something like that. Um, anyway, I'm supposed to tell you to watch Valley Sports Southwest. And, of course, TexasFootball.com. We will have all sorts of wire-to-wire coverage for the state championship games. It will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we hope if you're out there, you come say hi. Yes, we'll, please. We'll if, you see us, yeah, if you see us, say hello. Yeah, we'll be working, but, you know, we're going to take some time. It's going to do it for us. Don't look pick on the eyes. Uh, she views it as a threat. Yes. Um, all right. This is the last step in step probably until – so I guess I can kind of reveal to people because you paid for this. Um, I'm going to go on a little bit of paternity leave after uh, after the state championship games. I'll be in for a couple of days the week after state championship games, and then I'm going to take some time off and hang out with kid, um, try to convince him to like me. Uh, so we'll, I bet the next thing we do is a realignment show. Yeah, I would say probably towards the end of January we'll, yeah. we'll get rolling with the realignment preview. Mm-hmm. I think I'll be um, – so I'm going to Canada on December 22nd. I'll mm-hmm. be in Canada for about three and a half weeks. Yeah, That's about will, the length of my uh, – I'll be back for a DFW Coaches Clinic. So we'll probably have some shenanigans in the yeah. DFW Clinic in late January, and then it's realignment time. It's realignment. By the way, uh, I'm also working on a mock 7A realignment. Uh, yeah, I'm doing 7A right a, now. There's no 7A this year, guys. No. Like, let's, 7A let's is 24 at least. But I'm, yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing a, what 7A would look like using 2022 realignment I love numbers. it. So, so TexasFootball.com. Super nerdy stuff. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and listening to our nonsense for an entire football season. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you in Arlington on Top of Stuff. Stuff.